What's up, guys? Josh Bushing here, Fairly Awesome Podcast. I'm joined with Mr. WTF Movie Review himself, Mr. Chris Keene. You're joined with me? Yeah. That's yes. creepy. Conjoined. I'm glad to hear the surgery with Nate's that was successful. I don't know how I feel about the... When did this happen? I don't know. I'm a symbiotic uh, organism. Like, I have to <clears throat> come back. It's like waking up in a tub of ice with no kidney. Woke right. up conjoined to Josh. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, no, not much choice, though. Yeah. And also, uh, <laughs> Ryan McDowell. Oh, oh, hello. I, I just like to say that that is quite hilarious that you can be conjoined to Chris. Yes. I, I would like a movie made about this. Maybe get two or three more people conjoined. Ass to li- lips. <laughs> ass, to, ass to mouth. You never go ass to mouth. Yeah. That's, just, that's what they got wrong with yeah, the movie set I, I had this like idea that this was going to be so much funnier, and then you guys went... <laughs> <laughs> we stole it from you? You did. Thunder is gone. Josh is like, hey, this is going to be really funny. And I'm like, Josh, what's that over there? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, this week, Talk about some some phono s like choices. It seems like everybody's got kind of their niche now. Like smart smartphones have been around for for long enough that people have kind of come into their own with like what device they like and what works for them. Um, is there a certain sort of method to that, Ryan? Do you, do you have something to add to that? I don't know. I So I started noticing this pattern a while ago when smartphones came out and people were making their choices about what they were going to go with, right? I mean, there were the people that tried to jump in too early, myself included, freaking Windows brick phone, right? Yes, same. Right. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, I got to have it with like the snap out keyboard, you yeah. know, can't have an on screen keyboard. Those suck ass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then there were people that, that tried to go for like, uh, like the... Is it the Engage? Is that the one that has, like, the screen pushes up and there's a the keyboard there? Sidekick. Sidekick, yeah, T-Mobile. Yeah, T-Mobile. yeah, yeah. So there were phones like that and, yeah. and whatnot. But, <clears throat> I mean, whatever. And then there, the, it appeared that there were two kind of clear winning designs out of this. An iPhone and the the what I'll call the scaled <laughs> Android design, right? Sure. Which they're pretty much... Other than like where the connectors are and and where your your buttons are around the outside, the design is all the same, but that's on purpose, you know. You, Roughly, you want yeah. right. So uh, I don't know. It, it, it was interesting seeing the people that would choose Android and iOS, and there's no you can't make a hard and fast rule about ooh tech people choose this and you nope. know and dumb people choose you know iPhone. Wait. <laughs> Wait, was this an argument <laughs> like, you guys? I like where this argument me? is going. <laughs> Shit. Uh, no, but like you can't just say, "Oh, the people that just need a, a dumbed down phone get iPhones," because you, there's really technical people that get iPhones as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it actually, my theory is that com- it comes down to customization, like how nuts people get with customization. When I buy a product, I, I other than a car, I don't really meddle with it a whole lot. Right. Like, I just want it to work. You know what I mean? But there are tinkerers in, in lots of things. People tinker with their computers. Other people get computers that they just want them to work, even if it's, you know, Windows computers. Right. Um, and I think that's what it come, 
to me, that's my theory, is that it, it's the tinkerers. Those that, that want to, you know, the phone is their thing that they, they tinker with. And to me, I, you know, no thanks. I'll take my, uh, I'll do the little bit of customization that iOS lets me do, but I kind of just want my phone to, to, to be there. And I know there are people that are, you know, that, that sort of thrills them, the, the, I can do whatever I want with my phone. I could load free apps if I really want to, you know what I mean? Or like paid apps, but for free or, or whatever. Sure. Uh, because I have that flexibility and I can totally manage everything on the phone, which I cannot do with an iPhone. I can't totally manage everything on the phone. Right. I mean, they have memory management, they have file management, that sort of thing, but. Yeah, it's minimal though. I mean, what, what do you guys really. think? You think it's the customization <coughs> angle, or do you think there's. Because at first I thought, uh, maybe it's because most people are that go Android are thinking that one day they're going to write an app for this, right? Because on iOS, you have to get everything approved. It's not open market. Well, there's still some. I mean, you still buy in for both. I think it's only like $25 for the buy in for. Uh... Uh, Android, so it's cheaper rather than the hundred dollar buy-in for iOS developers. It's, you mean to post it on the store, the app store? Yeah, you have okay. to. But with well, an Android device, you don't need an app store. You can you can provide. Right. Oh yeah, you can sideload. Sideload. Yeah. That's true. Which I guess you could can you, you can do that with an Apple with an only iPhone. your phone. It's just it doesn't go on the store, right? But the, here's the thing: <clears throat> you don't need approval to put it on unless it's breaking copyright or whatever. You don't need really approval to put it on the Google Store. I imagine versus they have some sort of something. That they yeah, they still have to follow it in their license. But. Yeah, and you have to flag it. Like I mean, if it's over obviously eighteen or something, it has to be flagged that way too. But generally, the the rule has been you can put up whatever. We'll take it down if it's you know like YouTube style uh, licensing where right. you upload wherever you want. If we find an infraction with it, yeah, you know, you only get some money. Versus uh, the iOS or the the App Store for iOS is is different. They have a they have a wall, and only those that get through are allowed. Right. Yeah. That being said, they still have a couple that get through, and then they end up taking them down. That's true. Yeah. I think <clears throat> I know early on. Well, I guess I think early on, a lot of the draw of an iPhone device was more status because it. It was an Apple device, and Apple devices have always kind of carried a, I don't want to say I'm better than you vibe to them, but they kind of have carried an I'm better than you vibe. I, I'm with you there. Like the little Apple stickers that everybody puts in their VW right. back window. And right, the Apple stickers. And if it's like remember, a standard It's got to be in the back window of a VW, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Really, yeah. <laughs> and if you've ever looked at a, I know this is probably a dumb example, but if you've ever looked at a phone case, Android phone cases and even BlackBerry phone cases are solid cases. It's it's a you know solid plastic back. Nearly every single iPhone case has a cutout for the Apple logo, so you know it's an iPhone because you can still see the Apple logo. Oh, I get you. But here's the here's the thing: so your way, phone doesn't have like a Google thing on the back of it, does it? Yeah. Uh, okay, but you're, you're well, that's a Nexus, right? But. <clears throat> Yeah, like a Samsung but phone has my the Galaxy S2 on the back of it. But the the big difference, right, is that there are so many manufacturers. Right. 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 This one I mean, only says Nexus. Actually, this one doesn't actually say Google anywhere, really. But in general, most of the time when you get a, a phone case, it has been customized for a maybe not specific model, mm -hmm. but a specific family of phones. So sure. it wouldn't be all that hard to say, on this family of phones, it's usually here, so I'll make a cutout for it. 
It's just, if you saw somebody walking down the street and they pulled out their phone and it said, you know, Galaxy S2 on the back, wouldn't give a shit. <clears throat> Not that most people really probably give a whole crap ton when they see an Apple logo on the back of their phone. But that's that's kind of some the of the draw. Brand, that, re- brand recognition is, is, is very powerful some yeah. places. And I guess with, with Apple, you can make the argument it's a little easier because they do have such a recognizable logo. It's true. Like Samsung. It's an S, I guess. Is there their customer? No, it's the whole. Or is it? It's the whole name. The name yeah, Samsung? yeah. It's my, the my Galaxy <laughs> Nexus says right. Uh, LG has the it, like the LG face. Yes, is at least a single yep. logo. Uh, HTC, I think again is is just HTC is the in word. a stylized, stylized font. HTC. Yeah. So so Apple is kind of it's easier to do because Apple is just. The Apple logo. Is this sort of akin to when you watch like a TV show and the back of the laptop, you know, is displaying something? Right. It's very right. obviously it's either Dell or Sony or or Alienware right, or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, and those recognizable ones that this is brand flashing on purpose. You right. know, they yeah. could have chose to use a laptop that didn't have anything on the back. Right. And a lot of them, a lot of them do if they don't get the rights to. Yeah, they'll use a plane. Yeah, they'll have to like planeize their stuff or cover up things with cases and other things. It's funny. So yeah, I think I think a lot of the at least initial draw and maybe still some of the current draw was status for iPhones. Um, Over the years, I think it has come down to iPhones definitely being a far more stable ecosystem. It's true. The phones you can. Pretty well be guaranteed that if something, like if you buy a certain model, you're good for at least two or three or four upgrades onto that model because all they're doing is upgrading iPhones. So when a new, when a new iOS comes out, chances are pretty good you can run it on your, your phone. Right. With an Android phone, and I guess maybe not knowing enough about BlackBerry, I don't know if theirs works the same way and how often their OS it's updates. It's different. It's, yeah, it is. Some of them, Windows Phone was notorious, too. Like, some people bought, like, brand new Windows Phones. The next revision was... Was that, yeah, cut them off yeah. completely. You're well, like, know, from having used, like, <laughs> Windows Mobile 5 to Windows Mobile 6 devices, there's a giant change in between those, and, and I can see that <laughs> yeah. being a huge pain. Um, but, yeah, with Android phones, I mean, maybe you'll get an update in 6 to 12 months. I was going to say, the, the assumption is that you'll generally get one major upgrade, and in if, that if instance, I was going to say, in some instances, a, a specific phone won't get any. Right. You could load them. Right, yeah. You, you can, with the Android phones, you can load the OS yourself. You take some risks in that if the drivers aren't quite right or it's not configured quite right, the phone may be a little quirky we'll call it that um most <clears throat> features will be there and when you go to use something it'll just right not right like work. with my phone i upgraded my phone to kitkat which is in no way going to be released for my phone ever um i think i was lucky to get a jelly bean upgrade when that came out um the first time i launched it the camera app recorded scrambled video it just was the wrong camera app. So I, you know, going out and finding, hey, this is the problem, and you just need to load an upgraded camera app fixes it, hmm. and that's it. But yeah, I mean, there's there's no you run into that with with no official from your phone provider uh, updates, and I think that's <clears throat> the fact that with an iPhone you don't have that problem is still an immense draw to people because. Like like you said, most people don't want to screw around with having to either customize their phone 
or deal with some oddball thing that it doesn't do quite right, that chances are they may be the only person having that problem or one of five people having that problem. With an iPhone, there are enough people, if something's going wrong, chances are pretty good and that you're not the only person. They're iterative. Like, they they can push an update to fix a problem that gets found right away, and it pushes to everybody who's got the device. Right. Yeah. So something like, you know, a uh, security issue or something on, say, a Nexus device or something Android-based, it takes a while for them to compile it. And then they've got to go through the carriers, most likely. Yeah. Uh, whereas Apple has control of most of that, and I think that was part of their 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 draw is that they have control um, from the carrier. They can't load like, baloney apps and bloatware that they're used to with some of the other featured phones for yeah. uh, uh, Android is concerned. Yeah, and then maybe some of the draw as well is that after years of the PC market, where you'd go to a store and buy a PC off the shelf and immediately have to click through half a dozen ads or uninstall two dozen pieces of software that you will never use that are on the computer, yep. you get a phone that has none of that crap loaded on it. Because you still run into that with an Android phone. Yep. Android phones will have, you know, well, manufacturer still on them. or yeah. uh, carrier-specific software on it that is only specific. Like, AT&T has a, you know, locker and their friends list and all that stuff that's preloaded on there that you can't Verizon traditionally normally get rid of. My Droid X had an NFL thing on it that I couldn't get rid of. Yeah. So when I ended up getting rooting the phone and, and, and installing that, I, I think you can titanium backup, you can freeze it, and then it goes away. So yeah. it's no longer like on the device. So that was kind of nice. So kind of a pain. But that's one of the reasons why I chose the Nexus line is because it's pure Google. There's no bloatware. It's just Google apps at first and then whatever I want to put on it. Yeah, and you're you're probably going to be set for a while with updates from them. So on one side, the hardware they put in the Nexus branded phones are are kind of ridiculous. One of the things that I was interested uh, when I first bought the uh, Galaxy Nexus, it had already been out for a year, so it already had some issues, some things here and there. But when I first got it, then like the Nexus Four had come out or was about to come out, and then so each one got updated to Jelly Bean. At that point in time. So with that update, it was nice because uh, I had, obviously, the, the latest Google software for my phone. Um, but it started to get sluggish, I think, with the next thing. And they, it didn't get the KitKat update. That was one of the reasons why I updated the phone itself. It's simply because I wanted to make sure I could get something a little faster. It, I think the biggest problem with that phone was just RAM. Uh, it's like 2 gigs versus like 512 yeah, a two-year-old phone. Sure. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I think a lot of it is um, that there is a segment of the market that wants control of their phone because either they think they're going to write an app for it or they want some customization beyond what they think is possible with an iPhone. And to them, Android is a lot more attractive because of the freedom that they're kind of given versus an iPhone. Whereas people that usually end up with an iPhone just don't want to have to mess with one more thing, needing way more customization than needed or, you know, dicking with more problems and stuff like that. It does seem love or hate, though, right? Because one of the the draws for me uh, was that with 
small exceptions where people write their entire interface themselves, which is way more rare on iOS apps than it is for, say, Android apps. Right. Um, oh, back in iOS 5 and before, everything was <coughs> jewel style, where all the buttons were kind of sunk in, uh, had like this, I don't know how to, or what they call it, gem style or jewel style, where there were like, it was like a little candied um, reflection on oh, all the glare. buttons. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. So then iOS 6, they went to flat. Everything was flat, right? Yeah. And in a lot of cases, there wasn't even an outline around the button of what you're looking at. And some people didn't like jeweled style. Some people loved jeweled style. And when it went to flat, they hated it, yeah. right? And they did some other weird stuff with, uh, like, the backgrounds are... Um, they allow you to load a higher resolution background than what your phone will display. And as you pivot your phone, it'll kind of look around that picture. And it also does that while you're sort of looking at the tiles. It'll move the tiles. And this kind of goes back to one of the things you were talking about with if there's an update, they can apply it quickly. There was too much movement, and it was causing people that were sort of... uh I don't know what you say, light sensitive, light sensitive yeah. or something like Motion that. Like too, too much was moving at once. And it was like giving people issues. I don't think there were, it was anything serious, but there was, there was uh, enough, uh, feedback on that that was like, uh, let me turn that off. You know, yeah. that, that they issued an update within like two or three weeks. That's pretty impressive. I mean, this, that's one of the, the fragmentation within Android is, is just kind of atrocious at some point. Um, and we're always hoping that, like, eventually they'll get a point where they can do those updates and not have to worry about carrier support. That's their biggest problem right now, I think. Is Apple had the, with with how they did it, an AT&T exclusive for that long, they held out, they got super popular, and then everybody switched to the, that network that had the iPhone because they wanted that iPhone. Um, so once that happened and they took that foothold, they had more control. And I think when they finally went to Verizon, they were like, no, we're not installing your bloatware apps. We're going to dictate terms on our end. And, and right, I, if you want the phone, here you go. And I I really like that. I think that's... I, I wish Google had a little bit more bargaining posture there. But the droids sold based on the fact that they couldn't get an iPhone on, on Verizon. So if you wanted the Verizon network, you had to buy a droid to get anywhere remotely to that. But does that, does that tie in with tablets? Does what tie in with tablets? The, the OS. Like, I mean, if you have uh, an ecosystem that you're bought into, does that tie in? Uh, a, a little, I, I would say... Because I'm, I'm rare. I, I'm weird like this. I have an you, Android phone, but I do have a... I would say that iPad. the tablet is a little bit different. Only in that trying not to... Because I, I am not... I don't have a a, a, uh, a MacBook. I don't have a, a Mac PC or anything like that. Right. Uh, it, for me, it was just the... As a phone, it worked well managing both a phone side and uh, a smart device side, right? right? And and Droid has done the same thing. The the one th- I just got into iOS before uh, Droid really became big enough for me to to worry about because they were uh, in my visibility they were like six months to a year behind. And, and now I would say they're at the same level. You can right. achieve the exact same thing with either yeah. either phone. Nobody's really talking about whose marketplace is bigger for phones because 
just know, the, the numbers doesn't matter if you're looking for it it's out there it's yeah. just are there seven copies of that right. you know are there seven different iteration of frogger on on android maybe not maybe there's only two yeah. you know i don't know but that's one thing though that the ios does have though is the games market it does and android android has it too though a little it's bit just just not not it's as, not the same yeah that it's missing things like infinity blade and those kinds of games. I don't think they have an Android version but the, of that. But to quickly answer this, and then we can okay. see what, what else Chris has to say on this. The uh, I'm going to let you finish in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I think tablets are slightly different, and I think it's it's pretty universally agreed that, that uh, the iOS interface and how they did the iPad, uh, it, it looks like it was totally intended to go to a tablet the whole time. Everybody, it's it was like, get your iPhone, but with a bigger, a much bigger screen. And it was like what everybody, it was like tablets kept trying to make an entry, kept trying to make an entry. Yeah. You had those like split in half laptops for a while. Yep. The flip around laptops where the screen would just rotate, rotate and flip yeah. down. Those, like, those nothing, nothing worked for, for the longest time. I remember H, HP made like two or three different tries at that market. Yeah. And they were just too early. Yeah. And then the iPad comes out after the iPhone had sort of already gone through two or three iterations. And that that tablet is is solid, you yeah. know, and they've only improved it since. Getting smaller, thinner, lighter, longer battery, doing what you want. And I think it's difficult for uh, the Android tablets to compete with that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I can <clears throat> say... That five or ten years from now, you know, that Android tablets aren't going to exist. I think that's a little silly, but it, it didn't. When, when Android phones came out, you you saw a lot of iOS fanboys saying, "Oh, never going to last." You know, Apple's got so much cash, blah blah blah. That's that's fanboy talk, you know. And then yeah. and Android is no closer to death now than you know. I mean, I think they it's have kind of stronger. I was going to say it's stronger than ever. Yeah, but on the on the tablet side, I'm a little bit I'm not worried for them. They're not going to go anywhere, I don't think. But I don't think they'll ever have what the iPad has already established. I think that would be incredibly difficult. Because when Droid came out late, yep. it, it boomed back into sales. And I think, just like you said, they now have market share over uh, iOS. Yep. And I, I don't know that we're seeing iPad was first, now Droid tablets are have been out for a while and they're just not booming the same way that droid phones did yeah. or android phones did sorry so what were you going to say about <clears throat> what was, was the games yeah with, with the uh, with the marketplace a lot of that i believe has to do with on apple very limited in what you can sell for free i believe as far as apps go like you have to sell like a minimum 99 cent app you know, right this could be like old that i just haven't been updated on but that definitely has a lot more allure to people looking to develop an application because you're at least quasi guaranteed some sort of revenue stream. Whereas with a, with an Android device, it is a lot easier to sideload a you know an unauthorized copy that you pirated from somewhere. Um, that is an interesting point. I don't know what it is, and maybe we should have done some some research on that point specifically. But it's protected. The there's. Because some can do free, yeah, right. Because there's some there's some good games I've played that are free. It's just they're enormous, right? right? That, 
maybe they're getting a cut of their ad revenue. Maybe you have to be big enough that their ad revenue, because Apple makes uh, a portion of every sale that happens on the marketplace. It's right. Like 30%. Yeah, right. it's and a even, pretty big cut. Even if yeah. they get a cut even of in-app purchases. Now, yeah, I think like so you too. Cannot, you can't get around that. Yep. Um, the other thing I was going to say about the, the tablets is that kind of goes back again to the problem being, it's kind of twofold here. One is the, the fragmentation. You have $40 Android tablets that are terrible. Yes. Like they are no name, never heard of them, yes. run like ass tablets that kind of look bad. As far as as a <laughs> representation, you know, of, representation of Android touch screens, and you're right. like, why did you right? <sighs> and then the other thing is that the, your your very popular uh, Android tablets are all skinned tablets, like your Nook, the Amazon Kindle. Right, they are all they're Android, their but of... they're a a very specific you know company labeled uh, flavor of Android. So. Yeah, the iPad still kind of has the same, you know, I know what I'm getting with an iPad versus, you know, if I buy an Android tablet, am I buying a Kindle or am I buying a, you know, no-name Kogi? <laughs> Kogi. Kogi, yes. <laughs> Premium <laughs> monitor. Right. <laughs> For those that, that don't know what Kogi is, um, Chris and I used to work at a, at a Best Buy, and when flat panel monitors uh, were first coming out, uh, there was, I seem to remember it was right around Thanksgiving that they came out, or maybe it was just a Thanksgiving special. We kept, we kept them for a little while after that, but anyway, it was like 15 inch flat panel monitor. I swear to God, if the screen area was more than 11 inches, I'd be surprised because it was like 15 inches corner of plastic to corner of plastic bezel yes six inch (laughs) bezel it was ridiculous they were the the crappiest things ever i think max resolution was 1024 by 768 at a time when all the the crt monitors or the you know the glass screen monitors were uh were up in the 1200s or maybe even 1600 probably 1600 Yeah, so it was it was hilarious because we saw these things, and it oh quickly gosh. Kogi became equivalent to I, I. Man, after after Chipotle, I gotta go take a Kogi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty hilarious. All right, All right. So, I, I think we we have now covered who I, did we even really tackle who does iPhone and Android? I mean, we kind of did, right? Yeah, those yeah, who tinker yeah. and those that don't. Yeah, yeah. I guess. But the, they they have their know, markets, I, I think, yeah. I think people buy into an ecosystem, they kind of stick with it. Yeah. If they if it's something they enjoy. Now, if it's something that they don't like or are confused by, they'll they'll upgrade or move along, obviously. New is is always good. And that's, that's their thing. Yeah. It's iterations of phones. Something, it's a device that goes with you all the time. You know, obviously, after two years, you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready for something else. I I do promise our our listeners that I do not have an Apple logo anywhere on any of my cars. <laughs> it's a tattoo. Yes. God dang it! <laughs> it's the Apple tramp stamp. Oh no. <laughs> Speaking of choice and stuff, what? So, uh, Kickstarter offers lots of choices to throw in your money at, at people who want you know want your money to. Maybe invest in new things. Uh, maybe they're designing a product. Uh, one of the biggest ones right now, uh, it's huge. I, I guess I should look it up 
like what time as far as like how much that they've they've raised so far. But reading Rainbow, yeah. they're they're trying to get uh, money to, you know, bring Jordy back. Yeah, they kind of stud it back up and, and set up like an application for iOS and Android and and some of the other places, and then really just give free access to schools, libraries, and all that kind of stuff. What, what do you guys think about that? I don't know. Like I I remember reading Rainbow from you know back in the day, and I I remember watching it. But I don't know that I feel so strong about it that I would, I would feel the need to kickstart it. You know, I mean, like crowdsource it or fund it or. I'm gonna need you to go dun, dun, after every single point <laughs> for, the, for the course of this. But <clears throat> I guess I can kind of see what they're doing because if you think about it, when you were watching Reading Rainbow, it, it probably for a lot of people really got them into reading because you get like really short kids books that, you know, you kind of get a little quick synopsis of, or you'd get to watch <clears throat> LeVar Burton go do something, you know, weird, like either a job or, you know, go to some place and show you how things work and things like that. So it was, it was kind of a, a twofold show. One that got you into reading and one that did one that kinda, sort of a how it's made, but for kids. Kind of a, either sort of. how it's made or, you know, kids that don't know what they want to be when they grow up, getting an idea as to, you know, here's what's involved if you go work in a restaurant kitchen, or here's what's involved if you become an actor, or here's what's involved if you... I'd be interested to see what the format of, of what they're proposing. I guess I haven't read all the the Kickstarter details on this. Like, are they is it a show plus a website? Is I that how it works? I think it's mainly just... Uh, Look, it's, it's an app. It's an application. application that they're trying to go for, that, like twenty first century type deal, where they'll like probably have access to, you know, the like reading. I would assume reading materials, probably like kind of learning applications. Yep. <clears throat> um, so that'd be interesting if it had like a an e reader built into the app. You know what maybe because I mean? like okay, so you remember those things, and you were like, ah, if I had that book right then, when he was like, you should read this. Yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah. Like, yeah. If if you didn't have to go take the uh, like where we lived, if you didn't have to take the fifteen minute bike ride down to the library or whatever yeah. that was, yeah, it was kind of kind of crazy. Uh, Lots of traffic, right? Because we had to kind of cross some busy roads to get there. But anyway, if if you could do that and have the book right there, yeah, I probably would have read, read a lot of those books. You know? Yeah, I think. I think so I think it, it can be... work out well that way. Yeah, it, it kind of really depends on exactly where they go with it, but I think it it. It can be very interesting if it does give you pretty much on-demand access to exactly what they're telling you about and showing you right then as far as reading materials go. And if they do, kind of like um, when e-readers were kind of first coming out and they had like the the motion e-readers where like you had the Alice in Wonderland where like the drawings on the page would kind of move around a little bit. If they could take that with a lot of the picture-heavy kids books and animate those for, for kids using the application and kind of read to them, that'd be pretty cool. Brings things to life. So, as of today, 7 p.m., uh, June 1st, they are at 3,224,732. Wow. <clears throat> Some people feeling really strong about reading, reading Rainbow. And their their orig- original pledge goal was like 1 million. They blew that out. Like, day two, I think they were at 2 million. Are they related? I mean, 1 mil seems kind of low for a production team for... Uh, reading Rainbow, you know. I mean, I realized that was a PBS thing, and so it ended up being publicly funded anyway. Or, well, I guess, it privately funded, wasn't it? 
the show was. Through donors, I mean. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, kind of interested to see. I mean, I guess... I guess I can get behind something that, that tries to uh, inspire kids to figure out what they want to be and to get more into into reading and whatnot. I, I, you know, so I'm not sure. Are they related? Are they connected in some way to Reading Rainbow? Or were these like developers that then I went think, to Reading Rainbow and said, I hey, th- you remember that one time you guys were popular? You want to be popular again? Eh? Well, LeVar's behind it. Right. Um, I think it was spearheaded by LeVar Burton. Yeah, it's, he's, he's the one that's spearheading it. But I don't know if he's actually tying his old shows into it or if he's doing like a whole new production with... What, what is he doing stuff. right now? Whatever he wants. He's got that Star Trek money. <laughs> uh, what, what would you do with all that Star Trek money? That Star Trek money. That is actually uh, the, the top <laughs> reward. If you pledge ten grand, you could wear his visor. Yeah. That was that was one of the games. For five yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. yeah probably, probably, probably. I don't know. I'd be like, sir, don't touch it. Yeah, like, ten grand comes ultimate in, like, Star Trek visor like, on your face. That's the interesting thing about the Kickstarter is because of his notoriety with both Reading Rainbow and Star Trek. Yeah. The the um, pledge uh, gifts, whatever the hell they call them, are friggin' some of them are really awesome. Like, yeah. No, I don't have that much money, but that'd be a really cool thing to get. Like, spending time with him, you know, like wearing the visor, doing all sorts of stuff, and and it's just a lot of it. I think a lot of the draw. Besides the Reading Rainbow name and having him attached to it, is just some of these really cool. So let me uh, let me ask this: if there was if there was a a backing <clears throat> level at like fifty bucks or twenty five bucks or something like that, they got you a shirt that said "Hello, my name is Toby." <laughs> would you, that, would you that, jump in on that? That? Would, that would be that would be something I think mm. I would jump in on. <laughs> mm. uh, I'm being no, scorn no. scorn faced by <laughs> by no, Chris no. here. Toby. Totally inappropriate. In, in, oh. inappropriate. That's, uh, that's, let's go back to our roots. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've made several references to roots on We this. have. There's More no... than we have reading Rainbow or Star Trek, really. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's just done some, some Star Trek references. Definitely more than reading Rainbow. Though. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. I feel this is going to be a common theme. Yeah. It should be. should be. So I think, I think the other thing that's going to make this really, um, <clears throat> successful outside of as successful as it already has been yeah is the recognition that the people that are now in a position to donate money yeah grew up with this yes so they they know what reading rainbow was and and what it could do whether you consider it great or not nostalgia is an awesome thing because in in the view of nostalgia everything is cool that you grew up with regardless of how terrible it actually happened to be correct compared to now so (laughs) you've got this you know i remember this was super awesome when I was a kid. I want this for my kids, but I don't want to go back and show them, you know, terrible, grainy-ass VHS copies of Reading Rainbow. I right. want them to have no one wants to sit Reading Rainbow either. 2.0 experience. Yes. No, they've got to they've got to grow up learning the the you know magnetic tape tears and the <laughs> no you know, kid the, is gonna look. Seriously, you gotta, you you're gonna have to like VHS with a terrible head on it, so it's right. like got the nasty you know <laughs> splice through Lavar's head, and mm-hmm. he's like. Yeah, you should get your kids like a modem, a dial-up modem. modem, just so they can understand what that noise is. You tell them that they've got to train them, to train them to do like this little dance at this point. Is is just modem sounds? That's what you do. You train them because they're, they're, what is this foreign object? You just train them to do like a rain dance around the modem <laughs> and try and make the same noises back to it. That ensures a good connection. 
Yes. And then it'll be so often you like you pick up the phone so it drops them. I was gonna say if you think about it, right? Right if it, if if dubstep is modem noises, then the bass drop is when you're totally connected and then somebody calls you like right after you connect and disconnect and you have to try all over again. So or like, somebody in the house picks up the phone, they're like Jamie I was trying to use the phone. <laughs> Hello? All of a sudden, your connection, you're like about to smash with all of your Warcraft 2 minions. And then... no. <laughs> you hear this, hello? You're like, no! Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> I told you no good computer games after seven. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> Grandma. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I think it could be a good thing. I do think that we seem to be lacking a lot of... Uh, imagination shows right now or you know what i mean so like cosmos was a good one to bring back i think reading rainbow would be another another good one even if it wasn't just show like yeah. the application or whatever yeah <clears throat> so yeah i think i think that's probably a pretty good idea I like but it. is is part of your question should crowdfunding be part of that that's the interesting part is that that i mean i guess pbs and all that stuff beforehand was basically crowdfunding back then it that's was, true yeah so now it's just on a on a 21st century scale where you have a website that does all the work for you, basically. Just setting it all up. Obviously, Kickstarter makes a, a cut. I'm not sure what their their cut is. Yeah. Can't can't complain with three mil. At least that's oh, it's, three months. It's, it's still got what? Good part of a month it, left? Yeah, it doesn't get funded until July 2nd. So it's got like the whole month of June. Basically. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Plenty of time to make way more money. Yes. Well, I hope it does well. I really do. I think it's a good idea. <clears throat> I like it. I backed it. Yeah. Do do do. That's right. probably well, then... way more funny to us than it is our listeners. Yeah, so I guess true. We'll, we'll stop true. with that. All right. So, <laughs> just kidding, we'll Chris. Stop. Let's talk about cheaters. Let's talk about cheaters. Do do. <laughs> so, um, middle of May. Blizzard announced, I guess they didn't really announce, they filed suit against uh, about 10 uh, hacker, like cheat creators, claiming that through the creation of this map hack that allowed you to uh, do things such as see where enemy units are before they're revealed on the map, uh, see number of units, see wow. resource counts, things like that, that <clears throat> in addition to violating the terms and conditions of playing, this was uh, StarCraft 2, in addition to violating the terms of playing the game, that they had in fact created a uh, an unauthorized copy of the game through the hack and are suing them for copyright infringement. Kind so I guess, I guess there's, there's two, stretch, there's two questions okay. here. So does this make any sense as far as, <laughs> as far as going the copyright infringement route versus just kicking them off for creating the hack? And two, um... Are game developers obligated to fight uh, like cheaters like that, um, or is it more of a, is it is it less of an obligation and more of a well we don't want people to not play our game, or is it you know you put this game out here it's got this flaw in it you need to fix it. <sighs> Cheat cheating sucks in a video game like that's like predominantly set up in a in a system of rules and balance and yeah there's supposed to be some sort of balance involved. Right. So, uh, I had an issue with Warcraft one time, World of Warcraft, uh, an Eye of Storm match I was playing. So it's instanced combat, and you start on 
these opposite floating things, and then there's this little bubble that you're kind of trapped in. Well, some guy on the other team figured out a way to, like, teleport himself out of the bubble, and then he, like, is able to cap all of the bases before the countdown comes down. So they've got enough people that snuck out, or somehow that they, you know, like four or five people that were able to sneak out and grab the bases. So all four bases are capped and are on the, the opposite team before the match even starts. So by the time we get in and the match goes, they're already there. Like most of their team is just at our spawn area. With a pretty massive advantage. Huge advantage. The countdown's already gone. Then I mean, like each ticket that they take with that little flag cap is worth points for them. But still, their whole team there smashing. We have no defense really, other right. than just being up at the top there right. and trying to not die while not really going anywhere or getting any of the bases captured. So that kind of sucked. It it really. I think I stopped PVPing at that point. Right. I was just like, all right, I'm done. That's right. it. I, I mean, I, I, I agree that that yes, cheating sucks when you're playing a a, a multiplayer game like that, yeah. but does it rise to the level of uh, I a criminal yeah, a criminal lawsuit versus just saying, look, you cheated, you violated the end user license agreement, you know, you can't play anymore. Correct. That would be a better route, in my opinion. Your accounts are banned. Right. Yes. Then going after them through copyright infringement. I think that's a stretch. I really do. I don't yeah, I think I that's that's really silly. Actually, the the copyright infringement that's totally bogus. Yeah. Like I mean, because they. Uh, did they legitimately buy the game in order to play online? My you would assume that they would have had to have... Right. My understanding of the way it worked was that the you had to pay... Let's see. Their their complaint was that you had to pay 60-some-odd dollars for access to a VIP forum to download the map hack. So you had to pay to get into a forum to get the map hack, but you still had to own a legitimate copy of StarCraft or a... I can't. I couldn't tell from the the actual stories whether it allowed you to play with an unauthorized copy or if it just they were calling it an unauthorized copy because it had been a hack. It was a hacked copy. Oh, I see. Um, so I don't know if it actually allowed you to play without buying it. Or Starcraft you... Two had uh, had DRM in it. Right. The system is called Warden, and that's uh, it's what's designed to basically keep you from running any third party software. I think there was something similar to World of Warcraft where they they kept you from running. Um, like it kept you from running bot systems in like a a wine instance on on a Linux box or yeah. running some kind of third party skin program that gave you, I guess, an unfair advantage of some kind. Um, but yeah, that, that apparently this hack managed to find a way around that system and was you know granting a player access to uh, a better viewpoint, and so Blizzard is making the claim that it was damaging their brand and costing them money, which I guess I can kind of see. Yeah, yeah. Because I would say that claim yeah, is that's, true. Yeah, that's probably right. true. And that's so, accurate. Yeah, and then and then the, that because of the way the computer was working, it was somehow creating a, I'm assuming, understanding this correctly, that it was in memory creating an unauthorized copy of the game, which they're calling copyright infringement and so for that. <laughs> I still think that's a stretch. That is a stretch. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> I agree that, that uh, cheating, if left unchecked, is very damaging to a game. Yeah. Um, like, there were... Those that play first-person shooters, if, if you feel like a game is ridden with cheats, you know, especially in something that, that is so uh, non-strategic, right? Because that's... What we're talking about is a real-time strategy game where matches take, you know, 
30 minutes to an hour before you face defeat or not right. versus uh, a first person shooter where you might face defeat you know in terms of minutes right you know or in my case about every 30 seconds there you go spawn die spawn. What, how are you doing this 15 second respawn I'm just kidding just, just that good. <laughs> yeah I'm no, shooting I, for a negative kill to death ratio is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I've lived more times than, or I've died more times than I've actually lived. Right. So I'm shooting for it. So yeah, the the thought is that if a game is getting more uh, negative views of, of people cheating and, and things like that, that you're just not even gonna you're not even gonna bother with it because it's you know, just so ridden with cheaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, screw this. I'll go play something else that's not riddled with cheaters. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it is part of Blizzard, in this instance, Blizzard's responsibility to track down what cheats are coming out. In the same instance that it's it's somewhat on Microsoft to figure out who's making viruses. You know what I mean? It, okay, yes, there's a whole business for that on, you know... Um, but okay, let's say vulnerabilities, just vulnerabilities, right? right? That is on Microsoft to figure out what vulnerabilities its OS is making and yeah. what's being exploited. That should be on Blizzard. And in this instance, they figured it out. They found out who was doing it. Yeah. But uh, is it, it's malicious in, in, it's not, it is damaging. The, the question is, can they really do anything more than, than ban their accounts. Right. Mm, I don't think so. And, and maybe that's... I mean, there is company losses there, so how do you quantify that? You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a stretch to call it copyright infringement. Maybe there's not a law for what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Maybe there should be something that says that you're not going to create software that alters... It definitely uh, invalidated the EULA. Yeah. But should they... I don't know. I mean, maybe there should be, you know, an actual punishable crime for making software that alters because it affects. So let's say you paid sixty bucks for the game. Right. I paid sixty bucks for the game. I also made some cheat that altered your experience with it and made the game worth less than what you felt it was. You know, right. So I'm altering other people's experiences as well. You know, same thing would be true for aimbots, and same thing would be true for, you know, I don't know, fishing techniques. I lag guess. switching. Yeah, lag, <laughs> lag switching. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh god. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Is it is it a criminal offense? I mean, there is loss there. Yeah. How how is it? I guess. In in say. You know, they've got tournaments and all kinds of other things, professional gaming type things. Right? How do they keep them out? How yeah, do they how the do you? Yeah, out? the cheats and stuff no, like that. I mean, they're being watched. A right? professional tournament, one, you're being watched, and two, in general terms, the machines are set up for you. You don't. Yeah, you don't bring. You basically, ears. you bring a keyboard, a mouse, and a headset, and that's all you get to bring. Gotcha. Like the towers are set up and they're pre-configured, and you can't do anything to them. So, the most it would impact is any kind of like online only tournament. That but wasn't monitored. Rare. Yeah, but most of that stuff very is heavily. And then I guess I guess I could see if you have if if anybody attempts to use like ladders like ladder standings yeah. for uh, what's called scouting or something like that. Then yeah, if you're gaming the ladder, then Obviously, that's causing yeah. a problem. 
But again, it kind of comes back to Blizzard staying on top of, hey, you know, something weird is going on in this match. What What's the deal? Why is this person rising from nowhere? Is he really that good, or do we need to look and see if there's something wrong? I would imagine that even if he wasn't that good, it would show in his tournament play. Yeah. You know I mean, like, if it's a night and day difference, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, over the, the course of, obviously, if you're there, and you make some good decisions, but I don't, I yeah. don't know. It's hard. So I guess they did catch what's his face for. I hate when they don't catch what's his face. Yeah. Who are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. That the, guy, the one guy with the eyes. Yeah. And uh, the, the mouth. Lance Armstrong. They didn't catch him doping till oh, okay. yes. forever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like so. I mean it's something like that. They Mike get, hack. Yes. Actually, human hack. But yeah. Okay. Hacks. 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 Well, that's a totally different subject. That I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe it's that just takes it's too much of a a, a tangent here. But I, okay, we can, we can we can take it there. Does the bicycling is that a criminal offense? Can they can they try to sue him for damaging the the image of of the Tour de France? I think they could sue him. I would say it's criminal. I could I could definitely see it being a a, uh, Do you think he should have to pay fines? Civil offense. Yeah, imagine. Pay back most of the money he won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, you lose whatever. What if he didn't got. make? What if he didn't make any money? You would still have to lose whatever accolades. I think I'm, the the kind of weird exception that this one ends up being is that wasn't like the top dozen plus people were doing it as well. Oh, really? So, yes. So really. You know the best racers were all doing it, yeah, which they're all. You can kind of make the argument. Oh, I mean, I mean, all. I thought you meant the top dozen people in the uh, StarCraft Two no, 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 leader no, 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 ladders no, 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 were doing in the, it. In the bike, the bike thing, yeah, like I got yeah, how yeah, many? Yeah, do, were, do we know just how many or that were actually doing the StarCraft thing? I I don't, I don't know if they actually have numbers on it. I said the lawsuit's like ten specific, well, not even specific people, but ten people. See, okay. I, in in a way, I think Microsoft's approach to this is is the right way. Yeah, I mean, because to do that, you have to register all your information. Yep. Right? Right. And you have to have regular billing stuff for that to even right. work. To me, that kind of works out because then they say, you know, if it's severe enough, one, you get a console ban, right? Yeah. If it's severe enough, they ban you for life. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah, that, so, all that work, that's that would hurt. So what do you do? You legally change your name and move so you can play mm. console games? I don't know. Okay, in the in the Tour de France one though, here's a, a doping is clearly different from other performance enhancing drugs. But where do you where do you draw the line? Like football players that are taking oxygen on the side of the field, you know, like the nose yeah. oxygen, or drinking Gatorade, right? That's a both of those are performance enhancing drugs. They're not drugs. Performance enhancing uh, items right. that that they didn't have, you know. Let's say back when the sport was originally envisioned. 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. I'm not going to make any quotes on when Gatorade was first made. I think it was for college they did that. Yeah. What was it Florida State Florida or something? Gators, yeah. yeah That's yeah. where the Gatorade came from. Right. But yeah, okay, should, should Florida have been in trouble for making this thing that replenished your your uh, electrolytes faster than anybody else could? What, what plants crave? <laughs> <laughs> right. So should they? I don't, I don't know. Is that cheating? Uh-huh. Uh, that I don't think so. But then again, everybody's doing it now, so that's yeah. the hard part. Is like, yeah. is it cheating until everybody's doing it? 
Well, okay, like baseball. So if everybody's freaking doping and everybody's heads, you know, like a raisin on top of their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> did that just change the... Because everybody loved that summer when when Sammy Maguire, Sosa and Maguire yeah. were, yeah, were, like, freaking shattering the records. When you find out they're doping, that is what's damaging. Yes. Right? It, it had it not gone... For, I'm not saying we shouldn't find the cheaters, but I'm saying... When they figured that out, they probably shouldn't have made that so public. They should have said, "We know what you do, what you're doing. You're gonna resign tomorrow. Yeah. You're gonna, you know, blah blah blah." But it was, it was that thing that your heroes got crushed. Yeah. That's what damaged it. Yeah. You know. And I don't know. In this instance, in my opinion, they should have figured out what the executable was for this, for the for the cheat. They should have found anybody that's doing it and said, yeah. "We found, we found." A hack that's out there, a cheat that's out there. Yeah. If you're found using this, you will be removed from the ladders. You'll be, you know, you'll be banned indefinitely because for on ethics grounds. Right. You know, and you won't be able to play the game anymore. Thanks for your money. Yeah. That's, in my opinion, that's what they should have done. Yeah. Go after these guys for for creating it. Mm, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> I, I could see that they could say that the $60 that they were charging to get into, you know, that they were charging for this, I could see them saying that they want some of that. Yeah, and I believe they in, have. In damages. Right, I believe they have claimed that as some of the damages. Yeah. Which, I mean, to me, uh, it's still kind of a gray area because, I mean, you're not, while you're not technically charging the $60 for the hack, you're charging $60 for access to a forum. I mean, yeah, 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 I don't know, but I guess, like I said, on the, the, as far as the second question goes, so pretty much does that mean that game developers, while they may not have an obligation to, they kind of have an obligation to anyway, just by the fact that people will not play their game if, yeah, if, if they I mean, deal with that. It, yes, I, I think if this went on for a long <clears throat> period of time, that's on, that's on Blizzard. In this instance, because that is it clearly is part of their namesake. If this goes on unchecked, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, everybody that isn't cheating on you know Xbox or or you know PlayStation when they come through with a you know a ban hammer, everybody's like woohoo, you know less cheaters. Yeah, and they feel good about it. I think that's that's what they should have been doing to begin with. Should they go after them uh, other than this? Possibly the only claim I can see is that the sixty dollars they were charging for forum access, I think that would be less of a stretch than saying it's copyright infringement, you know. But I don't, I don't know. I, I cheating sucks, and you know, back in the day, if you wanted to just with your friends play some games and enter in some cheat codes, you know, for Game Genie, <laughs> right, right. But that was all single player games. Victimless right. cheating, yes, damn it, it was. How else are we supposed to beat Mega Man? Or Contra. Come on now. If you didn't do the 99 lives, how are you going to beat Contra? That's true. You're not going to beat Contra with freaking three lives. Nobody does that. Nobody. Everybody knows that. There's a guy guy on YouTube that probably has like a 10 minute run through. He probably does. I'm saying that. that, You know know what happens. (laughs) Yes. I've dedicated my life to Contra. Right. right. Well... So, Mario Kart. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's. We, let's we gotta just, dive in. We do. So Mario Kart Eight recently came out. 
And uh, yeah, Ryan, I'll let you just take this one. So, as Josh said, it, it, it came out for the Wii U. Now, while this surprises nobody, I'm going to contend that they could have made so much more money had this one game. Just just pick one, you know? Pick one game that's going to sell really well. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 is a very good example. And just sell it on PlayStation, sell it on Xbox, sell it on the Wii U. And they would have made so much freaking money that I think that it would have been an eye-opener for what this could have done with their other IPs. Yes. But if they wanted to just play it safe, just pick one. And this one would have been an awesome one to do it with. We're at a point that I don't think Mario Kart is selling consoles. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it's a big reason for some people. But I think if, if you're you know what? getting Mario Kart 8, you've already got the Wii U. I bought... A Nintendo DS because of Mario Kart. Did you really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Because it just looked awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to... you played it for like five minutes? No, I played that one a lot. <laughs> Between Pokemon? I, uh, I never beat Pokemon. Hmm. It's because Nate was too busy spanking you. <laughs> yes. Like beating you. That's a long game, though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Maybe. I don't know. So that, that's Like my... I said, I never finished it, so... That's my thought. I think you open up Mario Kart 8 to Xbox and, and PlayStation, and oh my god, I think you'd find an overwhelming majority buy that game. You know? There's a lot of critics that said that Mario Kart 8 wasn't all that great, but I, I don't know. I haven't ever read into it. But The, the great honest, thing is, it could ride the coattails of everybody that remembers. True. You, you know, know what? If you had an opportunity to buy it on your Xbox One right. tomorrow, would you do it? Yeah. $35, $50, $60. Would you buy it for 60 yeah. I, I There's games That's... I bought for 60 that have provided me less entertainment. <laughs> Would you? Uh, maybe not for 60. Maybe not for it's 60. It's a full So there's, there's 120 yeah. for months. I'm, I'm not like super big into racing, but probably like 30 bucks. It's a party game. That's a hundred. Yeah. It's a party game. It's, it's not 20 really... bucks. I guarantee you Nate would buy it. Yeah. So... We're at 180 already. Yeah. 180, 180, that justifies it entirely. Right. I'm just saying that every single one of our gaming friends that have a console would buy this damn thing. I agree. And you know, after everybody else would be like, hey, you need to get on it. I'd pretty much card? be like, God damn it, I'm yeah, buying yeah, a Mario Kart. Okay. You exactly. know it. Thanks, Titanfall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Oh, so true. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm sure we'd all have our loves and hates about it, but every single one of us would have bought it. It's you true. Know, still buy to play it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand. Nintendo dropping the ball. I don't understand why they're not. This is like their their bread and butter is like games, right? They've realized this, and their consoles are fun because they use they develop the console to play and interact with the game. If they would spend half the time learning how to code the stuff into all these other consoles. I hate Rather. to say, but that's also like an 80s and 90s thing, isn't I it? Know. You know, you, you make the console for the games that you... Yeah. I mean, it, it, people try and do exclusives and stuff, but it's it's kind of getting to be I, a dated be concept. honest, I think the exclusives put you at a disadvantage in today's market. And the reason being is because it, not everybody has the free capital to throw at, you know, another console. You're going to buy one console that everybody used... You know, that your friends are connected with. And that's the, the system you're going to play on. Especially when there's not really proprietary hardware anymore. Correct. I mean, when you're looking at, at what's... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Wii U doesn't have Blu-ray on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. 
uh, you well, look to be those... honest, I had to download the Blu-ray software for my <laughs> Xbox. Did you? Yes. Huh. It was not initially on there. It's like, hey, you've yeah. put in a disc. You should download this software in order to play this disc. I'm like, really? Oh, that's right. You have to install the app for it. Yes. The, the Blu-ray player, player like app. 35 meg or something. Yeah. I know. It's sinking your hard drive. You're like, God damn it, I can't load. <laughs> well, it was still just like, really? <laughs> this just now. doesn't just exist on the damn <laughs> dashboards? That, that kind of annoyed me at first. Yes. <laughs> 210 of it's just snakes smoking. <laughs> Goddamn load animations. Yes. No, I, I don't know. I, I I think we're pretty much all in agreement there on Mario Kart. Yeah, it's probably it really should, should branch out and go ahead and just bite the bullet. Just pricking. Can wh- you imagine them releasing any, any of their old school IP on... Mobile devices. It would be like a, it would be a night and like day. The, the single greatest greatest buyout, right? Instantly, most downloaded ever in a day, like that, right? Because it would be like a huge media thing. Because link to the past like, on my my phone. Are you kidding? I pay yeah. twenty. I pay forty dollars for that on my phone tomorrow. What was the Zelda that was on Super Nintendo? The link to the past. Okay, yeah, that's the one I was thinking. About. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like just making sure. Yeah, we're thinking. What about the, what if they re-released I've... the 3DO Zelda? The which one? The one, the 3DO player Zelda? No? 3DO? 3DO. Did it have a Zelda? No. Yeah, it had like a really crappily animated Zelda. Really? Yeah. I must have missed that. I didn't realize that they had ever done that. Yeah. They released pretty... a Zelda on 3DO, huh? It was pretty bad. Wow. I missed that. I Maybe that's why they don't, don't want to do it. I don't know that you missed it. Well, it, that's what you I'm saying, know though, about is that, that, that maybe they... missed it. Maybe they, that did so poorly that they're just like, okay, we're not doing yeah. this ever again. That could be. Maybe that did you ever they... did you ever play the uh, Mario on a Jaguar? Neither did I. No, no. I'm making no. shit up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally <laughs> making stuff up. Now. <laughs> nice. Nice. <sighs> so, so final, I, I, final thoughts. Nintendo, do it. Yeah, and Did if you, you if you agree, you uh, you you like this video. Or you like this Facebook post, or you you leave a comment yes, or something. Right, right. You, you something. let us know how let many know. how many tens of dollars they would be getting. Yes, right. but seriously, I I do think I just I I don't understand. There's so much nostalgia. Look, if reading Rainbow can make three million dollars in like four days right. from nostalgia purposes, how do you how how is eight bit Nintendo stuff not being sold in every single market? Not to put ridiculousness on this, but why hasn't the U.S. government already seized the IP of Mario Kart to pay off the national debt? Exactly. I'm just saying it's probably a number that ends in trillions. Right. Probably. Probably. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that wraps up today and, and, and our, our podcast. Leave it on a high. Nintendo do this. Just just do it. We'll leave high. Yes, that too. This <laughs> <laughs> smoke of the IP. <laughs> do 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 All over the place. Alright guys, if you liked us, uh follow us on Facebook at uh, uh Facebook.com forward slash uh Fabcast. Fairly awesome. Fairly awesome Fabcast. No, it's Fabcast at Twitter the Twitter. Yes. It is the Twitters. The the Twitters. The tweets. Follow us there too. Um uh, Obviously, like us, like video on YouTube. We're still posting that. Yeah, yes. we still post video on YouTube. Okay. And then... Uh, Lots yes. of our ugly faces, though. So, uh, it's a plus. Yes. That's true. You just get to hear our 
are lady killer voices. Yeah. <laughs> Buttery smooth voices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Carlos. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. <laughs>